A mid-state county is doing away with its lone ballot drop box. And York looks to regulate the firing of guns within city limits. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Monday, January 22nd, and this is being recorded at 9.14 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. A central Pennsylvania county is removing its only ballot drop box. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports Lebanon County voters must now mail in their ballots or take them to the election office. Republican Commissioner Robert Phillips says concerns over election security and people putting multiple ballots in the drop box led to his decision. However, conservative think tank the Heritage Foundation found only five cases of voter fraud in Pennsylvania involving mail-in ballots since 2020. Democrat Joe Ellen Litz voted against the removal. She says the box helped people, and its removal would disenfranchise voters and overextend staff. Why would you tamper with something that is working? Why would you increase the work for our staff who already are overworked? Why would you increase their risk of infectious disease? You know, why why would you put people who are handicapped through a marathon to drop off their ballot? The list goes on. It just doesn't make sense to me. The box in Lebanon was outside the courthouse. It was locked after hours and had a security camera to monitor those dropping off their ballots. All ballots must be received by elections offices by the time polls close at 8 p.m. April 23rd for the primary. While crews are preparing to remove the last bits of fuel from Three Mile Island's Unit 2 reactor in Dauphin County, which partially melted down in 1979. My colleague Rachel McDevitt reports the unique nature of the site has the cleanup company taking some extra precautions. Radiation levels at TMI-2 are higher than at any other retired nuclear plant in the country. That's not a surprise for Utah-based energy solutions, but company representatives told a meeting of its community advisory panel that it does mean they have to move carefully. The company has collected pictures, video, and radiation data from inside the plant using drones and a robotic dog. Deputy Project Director Frank Epler says they've bought remote-controlled equipment that will be used to dismantle the plant and remove fuel. Crews are training on it using mock-ups. We'd rather them do it outside where they can take their time, they can learn on the equipment, practice the equipment, um, and and that helps us a lot enhance our safety. Now, removing the fuel is slated to last until 2029. During that time, the company also plans to put up a new building to process removed fuel and a storage site to house some fuel until the federal government eventually takes possession of it. The city of Reading's police department will have a new chief beginning next month. My colleague Gabriela Martinez reports Eli Vasquez says he wants to focus on building better relationships with the community and a more targeted approach to crime in the city. With a 26-year career with the Tampa Police Department under his belt, Vasquez now sets out to tackle some of Reading's biggest challenges, including youth gun violence and an understaffed police department. He says he wants to steer away from over-police His approach will focus on using data and intelligence to target the small percentage of the population that is committing crimes. You're just using all the intel and the data 
to focus on those offenders that are committing those crimes rather than just sending the police out with no direction and uh, just going out there and just, you know, stopping and arresting everybody for anything. Vasquez has up to six months to take the state exam required to work as a police officer in Pennsylvania. His first day on the job is February 1st, and he will earn $145,000 a year. The life and legacy of a beloved Central Moravian bishop is being celebrated in Bethlehem. Julian Abraham is with our partners WLVR in Bethlehem. He reports Pastor Hopeton Clennon was 63 years old when he died after a battle with pancreatic cancer. Several hundred people funneled into Central Moravian Church, and several thousand did so virtually to watch a live stream of the services. They came from around the world, many from Kingston, Jamaica, where Bishop Clennon started his life and career. At the funeral, Clennon's daughter Danielle told the story. When she was nine, she had a bully, and her father was so kind to him that he stopped picking on her. And looking back, I'm just in awe of the man who instinctively sought to move upstream and see that hurt people hurt people, and maybe they just need to know one more person in the world is in their corner. Clennon's son Andrew also spoke and shared a common phrase his father would often use, all will be well. As you know, every morning I come into the office, I go through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania, just looking for a few stories to pass along to you. Came across a couple this morning, So here they are. A mid-state community is considering a proposal to regulate the firing of guns. The York Dispatch reports York City Council will discuss the plan at a committee meeting on Wednesday. It aims to further define what is and is not lawful use of firearms within York's 5.2 square miles. It also includes a section on switchblade knives and another on firearm use during a state of emergency. York City Police Commissioner Michael Muldrow says the ordinance is necessary to continue driving down gun violence numbers and discourage people from carelessly or recklessly firing off shots. Currently, the city does not have a law on the books to address the issue, and police can only file a simple disturbing the peace charge against violators. The mayor says he does not anticipate Pennsylvania's preemption law, which bans municipalities from passing tougher gun measures that are stricter than state gun laws, from derailing the effort. And staying in York County, the Warrior Head is returning to Susquehannock High School. The Southern York County School Board has voted 7-2 to two to reinstate the image of a Native American in a feathered headdress. Behind him on the logo are a tomahawk and a smoking pipe. The logo was dropped in 2021 amid concerns of cultural appropriation, but a slate of candidates elected in November campaigned with the logo on signs and brochures. The York Daily Record reports the vote came after nearly two hours of public comment and an hour-long presentation by the Native American Guardians Association. So it's no secret that this is a big election year. So I just want to let you know that WITF is once again teaming up with America Amplified to answer the questions you have about how to vote in the 2024 primary in Pennsylvania and how the election process works. It's pretty easy to do. You can fill out a form that will be online at WITF.org and we'll answer your question and email you the answer. It's that simple. 
We'll also publish the information so others can benefit as well. The initiative is hosted by WFYI in Indianapolis and is funded by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting to support community engagement journalism in traditionally underserved areas. The initiative builds on a similar project in 2022 to help public media stations provide critical information about voting during the midterm elections. And WITF was a part of that as well. It's all part of how we are approaching the election. We want to hear from you. We want you to set the narrative. We want to answer your questions about what you think the candidates should be talking about. And again, any question you have about how the elections process works in Pennsylvania. Just a reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel, as well as the NPR One app. And we also hope you check out our Spotify playlist. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, January 2024. And we have one of these each and every month. So for this month's, you'll be able to find my song of the day for today. To start off the work week, I went with Pearl Jam's Long Road. And that is going to do it for The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. So be well, enjoy the rest of this Monday, and we'll talk again tomorrow.